Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is the day before Halloween. It's Halloween Eve, Michael. Halloween Eve, indeed, Michael. And we are watching Halloween VI. VI, yep. The get it on Amazon. The Curse of Michael, Michael Myers. The Curse of Michael Myers. That's, that's right. You gotta say it right. Sorry. So the reason I say VI is because when we searched Halloween 6 on Amazon, it's unavailable to watch. If you search Halloween VI on Amazon Prime, then you can watch it. Yeah, you have to be specific. Yes, very specific. So that's what we're doing. So we've got it all queued up. We're ready to go. We're at zero. Um, it's an hour and 28 minutes and 15 seconds. This too is going to be the longest hour and 28 minutes and 15 seconds. <laughs> Way too long. So... Um, any precursor going in, Mike? Uh, this movie is so bad. <laughs> um, That's a good precursor, Michael. It's awful. It's it's probably one of the worst movies ever. Wow. Yeah. That bad? That bad. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't mean, mind in, the mask. In terms of, yeah, I know. <laughs> the paper mache mask. It's better than part four. It is. Anything's better than part four. <sighs> but I'm in terms of the story. With the exception story, of Danielle Harris's acting. Right. Because she is yeah. a great child actor. Yep. So, I, go ahead. Go I ahead. mean, the, the setting's not bad. I like the 90s feel of the movie, but like... The story is so chopped up and pieced together, and there's no ending on the movie, and yeah, you know, there's really no beginning either. No, you kind of just crash into the movie. Yeah, yeah. They, they. It seems like it's one of those movies where they start you, where they want to like grip you, and you're like, "Wow, what's going on?" But you don't say it like that. You're like, "What's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not excited and want to know more. You're confused and need a little help understanding. I, th- I think that's what the producers said, too, when it first came out. <laughs> What's going on? Um, I remember uh, when I was younger, I absolutely loved the movie. Yeah, I thought too. the movie was great. Mm-hmm. Um, what did we uh, know? It's a it's a it's not a Halloween movie. It's a Michael Myers movie. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers is seen in this movie more times than. I think any other, yeah, or, he's, or well, he's five very big, yeah, five is five is he's in that he's a lot, in too. five a lot, a lot. So, um, but uh, yeah, without uh, without any further this, ado, this oh, is the ahead. theatrical version. Oh yeah, sorry, we're watching the theatrical. It's on. We're watching on Amazon Prime or whatever. Um, and we are also going to do the director's or what the, is it? The Produ- producer's cut. The producer's also cut. Also known as Halloween 666. That would be V-I-V-I-V-I. It's the Dr. Vink yes. version. Halloween producer's cut with a Oh, anybody that's a fan of Are You Afraid of the Dark? That was a Dr. Vink reference. So, uh, all right, without any further ado, let's get this train wreck underway. And all of you two people that are probably still listening at this point. Oh, somebody just left. Oh. And so now it's just you, buddy. You're the only one left. I'm talking directly to you now. That's right. Or 
miss. It's 2020. I could call you whatever. You identify as whatever. I call you. It's fine. Don't yep. worry about it. Use whatever bathroom you like. That's right. We really don't care. So Pee on the floor if you want. That's, and lap it up like a dog. Like a dog, Michael. <laughs> anyway, without any further ado, let's hit play now. <laughs> I thought it went away. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, and we're going to full screen it. Miramax. Was, this was the first... This was the first one that Miramax did? Maybe. Okay. Is it a little loud my, for you? Mine's, mine's incredibly loud. Well, so is mine, but I only have one ear oh, okay. earphone on. That way I can, well, then let me, I can hear the... Let me do that. I can hear you talk as well. We, uh, we're on location, too. We're yes. not remote tonight. Yeah, this is not a... Uh, we're not Zooming. No, we're not. We're sitting in the same room. That's right. Right next to each other in, in my studio at my house. Mustafa Akkad presents... presents a Nightfall production. Uh, okay. Donald Pleasant's in. <laughs> Halloween. Oh, zooms right the in. The Curse of Michael Myers. Now, I really like that opening right there. Mm-hmm. Better than four and five. Yeah. Uh, kind of creepy. So we're we're open with a, a woman screaming. And what appears, yep, what appears to be a hospital. Uh, we're going to quickly find out by the pipes in the ceiling that it's not a fucking hospital because no hospital ever looks like that ever. And uh, <laughs> there seems to be some sort of hooded figure, hooded figure leading the the group as we walk through uh, some kind of boiler, Freddy's room. boiler room, yeah, cast in blue light, yep. Now we're in a tomb. Yep, some kind of crypt. Yeah, so we went through a boiler room, and now we're in a crypt. There's burning lanterns everywhere and candles galore. Uh, said woman is giving birth. She is tied up to the table while giving birth. <laughs> this doesn't. The doctor seems like a regular doctor, but it doesn't seem like a... It doesn't seem like a regular birth at all. No, it doesn't. Toomey, catacomby, there's fucking... Toomey. Candles and fucking, like, torches burning. Yeah. And this young lady is just screaming. Yeah, she's really trying to get that baby out. No. Oh, and there's the cowboy. Ah, the cowboy from part five. Yep. Knew he'd be wrapped up in this somehow. Now we've got... Nurse gives baby to cowboy. Oh, give her her baby. The baby is wrapped in a black cloth. And the door slams shut. Yep. Now we're in a super crypt. There's the thorn. Yep, uh, all over you, the place. That you see, ooh, starring and introducing Paul Stephen Rudd. Stephen Rudd. He even did his middle name here. Yep. There's a big thorn hanging from the roof. Oh, I never even fucking caught that. Three thorns on the this giant... Like an altar. Stone table altar. There's candles everywhere and druids. And they've Baby got the... Baby with his little peep out. Yeah, they've got the thorn drawn on him in red magic marker. Paul Rudd is giving us a... Monologue here, yeah, about something. Brief history of the whole Halloween series. Yes. 
the thorn keeps him and protects him and tries to control him. But you can't control evil. So the the thorn has now been turned into an R. <laughs> Yeah. But oh, he just wipes, wipes that off. away because yeah. it shouldn't be an R. <laughs> R for Rudd. Oh, it all makes sense now. Yeah. Now he's just playing with the baby's feet. It's a very well-behaved baby. Very well-behaved. Not crying at all. No. That's a very big baby for a for literally just being newborn. Born like a minute ago. Yes. <laughs> very large baby. So the only lights in this tomb birthing room... Is candles. Candles. So the nurse comes in, and she, or doctor, or whatever she is, and gives Jamie her baby back and tries to help her get out. So we get a flash of a knife, which seems to be a, a reoccurring thing in this movie, where you get that, like, blam, 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 blam. Yeah. As it switches scenes. So the nurse is now hustling Jamie out so she can save her baby. Yep. Save your baby. <laughs> <clears throat> the nurse is also deaf, apparently, so yeah. she has a hard time talking. She can't speak too well. <laughs> it's raining inside the the boiler room. It is as well. They got some clouds in there. They got some bad pipes. Real bad pipes. You never want to stand by a big spike coming out of the wall. Nope. And out of the darkness. It's a great mask. Yeah. It's a very angry-looking face. Mm-hmm. So Michael grabs her by the face and jams her head onto a spike that's coming out of the wall for some for unknown some reason. Because <laughs> why would you hang your coat on? And it's a it's a throwback to the '78 kill. There was that that knife the knife thing. Yep, again. very '90s. Um. So it's a throw. That was a throwback to the '78 kill, uh, the pin to the door mm-hmm. with the knife uh, when he kills Bob. Yeah, good old Bob. Yep, Michael gives him the old head tilt. So Michael. So to apparently to enter this underground boiler crypt, you go through the dumpster. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that appeared to look it like. Looked like they were coming out of a dumpster. <laughs> because naturally. Jamie running for her life with her baby. Yeah, so we, we find out that it's Jamie. Yep. She just fell on the baby. Yeah. <laughs> Crushed the baby. Very bad mother. We yeah, the nurse this. the nurse says Jamie. So we're led to believe that it's it's Jamie Lloyd. Right. This fucking idiot with the truck. That looks like my truck, actually. It does. <laughs> right? Yeah. Even the same color. It's that fucking that turquoise blue. Or whatever that is, that yeah. gray blue. So, Trucky just got his head ripped off. Yeah. So Jamie jumps into his truck, and all he does is just yell like, "What are you doing in my truck? What? Like, what? What? Are you, like get Steve out of my Austin. truck! What?" <laughs> <laughs> so now it's rainy, and it says "sold." Strode, Strode Realty. Realty. Those good old-fashioned pumpkin leaf bags. In oh the lawn. yes. Lots of jack-o'-lanterns and paint cans. Yep. 45 Lampkin Lane. Lampkin. More quick flashes. 
And the cowboy is now in the bo- in some little boy's some room. child's room. With a butcher knife. Brandishing a knife. The voice man? The voice man. It's an interesting way to describe him. Yes, the voice man. So, is, is this like a possession thing? Like... Is the is the cowboy like a a, a demon? I don't. Know. I know at the end of the movie we find out who the cowboy is, and he is not a demon. No. But how does this demon just like fl- this cowboy flash appear into the boy's room, and it's telling him things? I don't know. Maybe I mean at this point <laughs> we've gotten well into the supernatural aspect of things, so maybe the cowboy can he transcends reality. Yeah. Okay. So, Mom looks at this drawing of this, I don't know, a triangle. Haunted triangle. Yeah, it's the thorn. She fails to look at the back of the picture, which has, like, the family being stabbed to death. (laughs) Yeah. And, obviously, in true horror movie fashion, we have to get naked. Yep. She's got some hard nipples there, as we can see. (laughs) Yeah. And some small boobs. Yes. Tiny tits and and hard nips. Yep. (laughs) That's going to be the next album I cut. (laughs) Tiny tits and hard nips. (laughs) The Michael Trinacosta story (laughs) with Dwight K. (laughs) Schrute. My friends call me hard tits, but you can call me tiny nips. And she notices that Paul Rudd is watching her from across the street. Because what else would Paul Rudd do with his time? Hello. (laughs) He makes no attempt to hide. Nope. He just looks up from his, like, uh, kaleidoscope (laughs) and just stares directly in her face. (laughs) I love that. Paul Paul Rudd has a fucking giant reel-to-reel player in his room. Yeah. So Paul Rudd is uh, Tommy Doyle. Yes. Who is the little boy in the original. And he believes his work's not done and he's going to return. He has a picture of Michael on his computer that he operates by hitting a couple buttons and it pulls the picture. There was a flash of knife again. Yep. All right, so now we're in like... An old lounge, it looks like. That's what it appears at first. Oh, yeah. Big stone wall right there. Filing cabinets, and we get old man Loomis. Old Dr. Loomis. Crazy Sam. His weird little country house. Oh, God. With his typewriter. Yeah, what is he typing? Not dead, just retired. And he has to look directly at the camera when he says it. Of course. (laughs) He needs to make sure that the radio knows that he's talking to the radio. Yeah. Look at at the house. The outside of Sam's house. It's just this giant brick front, like huge stonework. Yeah. It's like he lives in a castle. And Clarence has come to visit him. Of course. Jamie casually driving. 
To the bus depot. To yeah. the bus depot. Depot. Why would she stop here? What, at the bus depot? Yeah. Yeah, to get on a bus? Like... And so just, conti- I mean, unless she noticed that she was low on gas. Oh, maybe. But she's now at the Haddonfield bus station. Uh, the bus depot is the most vacant thing I've ever seen and most dimly lit public building ever. Yeah. No lights are on. Now, anybody that's been anywhere ever knows that, like, a bus station that's open all the time, especially the sign said back in 20 minutes, so somebody's working there. Mm-hmm. Or if you go to a truck stop or a service center, I don't care, 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, service center's lit up like fucking Christmas. Right, yeah. This is a very dim place. Yeah. Oh, God. Beyond. <sighs> she doesn't know who to call. Nope. She tried Ghostbusters. She didn't answer. She doesn't call 911. No. She's going to call the Barry Sims show. Of course. Well, I mean, honestly, when I have an emergency. You call Barry Sims. I call the radio, the local radio station. Because, I mean, who else are you going to call? The police? Please. Ah, They can't. My house is on fire. Am I the 13th caller? (laughs) (laughs) So back to Sam and Clarence. Yep. Or Dr. Uh, Wynn. Uh, oddly enough, both of those names are the name of my one grandfather. Clarence. And Samuel. Hmm. He was born Samuel, and then like six months later, his parents were like, I really don't like that name. Let's just call him Clarence. So that happens. Yep. So both of these men are my grandfather. Okay. If they had sex with each other. So Clarence is retiring from whatever it is he does. And he wants Sam to he take his place. He wants Sam to replace him. Which Even though Sam looks a solid 10 years older than him. But if you watch the producer's cut, it make, that line makes more sense. Well, yes, but we're not watching We're not the watching cut. the producer's cut, so it doesn't make sense. Correct. Like, and it never pans out to anything. Nope. Now, she calls the radio station and then says, can you hear me, Dr. Loomis? I need your help. Please, 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 Dr. Loomis. She doesn't say where she is. Nope. Also, how the fuck does she know that Dr. Loomis is listening to that radio station at that moment? Mm-hmm. That's, that is her call for help, not, hey, police, there's a man after me and my baby. I'm at Haddonfield bus station. Maybe yep. you don't want to put that on the radio in case Michael's listening. In case listening. Michael's listening. <laughs> but... I don't know. So she's now in the bathroom, which is a very odd-looking bathroom to me. It, like, staircase down into the bathroom directly in. Yep. A very old uh, soap dispenser there, too. Mm -hmm. You, like, push up and the powder comes out. Yeah. Boraxo hand scrub. (laughs) So Michael has now reached the... the, uh, Bus station. Yep. And he has shut out all of the lights, except that light in the stall there. Yeah. <laughs> that runs on a backup generator. Yeah, just that one. Just that little light. Michael, again, very beefy. It's as if I put on the fucking jumpsuit. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's, yeah. But he's he's a bulky big guy. Like like me, he's very thick. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not fat. 
is just very, very bulky. Yeah. Where, like, in the later ones, you get big, like, when he's played by, what's his name, Tyler Maine. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Maine is, like, 6'10", but, you know, proportion to a 6'10 man. He's built like a wrestler. Yeah. Super light outside. I don't know where that fucking window goes to. It looks like it goes into a hallway or okay. something. It's really that, that makes, strange. That makes sense. Yeah. A bathroom window that goes into a hallway in the bus station. Yeah. So she's being chased by a van now. She got back in her truck. Right. The van obviously has two people driving it or sitting in the front. Yes. I don't think it's two people driving. No, they're they're sharing the steering maybe, wheel. Maybe maybe somebody's operating the pedals, the other one's operating the wheel. And the the van says Smith's Grove on the side. Right. So you're led to believe that it has something to do with the sanitarium that Michael was always kept in. Right. It's that Jamie crashes her truck. In that scene, Jamie is completely out cold. In this scene, Jamie, she's immediately awake. Yep. She snapped right out of that. That was quick. Good for her. Also, that's not my truck because that's a Chevy. That's a Chevy. And I have a Ford. But it is, holy shit. Same color scheme. It is, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think my truck's a 94. Mm. So, obviously. I mean, Well, wh- when was this? 96. 96? Okay. Or 95 or 94. 90. It wasn't 98? Could be 93. Could be 90. Could, Could be, be 61. Maybe. Yeah, it's earlier than the original. Yep, 2036. It, it wasn't 98. That was H2O. That was H2O. Okay. Well, anyway. So now we're in a barn. Jamie has left her baby in the truck naturally. I think it's funny that Jamie's such an important character in the past two movies, and then in this one they just kind of get rid of her right away. Yeah. So there was Myers, and then Myers, I don't know if it's a figment of her imagination. Pigment. A pigment of her imagination. A pig man of her imagination. He looks like a pig man. He's a pig man. He's a pig man. (laughs) There he is. Oh, there he was. So she's walking around the barn. Michael is also in the barn. But now Michael has completely disappeared for the second time in front of somebody's eyes. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Do is they this, see him, like, vanish? Or or is it just a figment of their imagination? A pigment? A pigment? A pig man? Is it just a man pig of their imagination? <laughs> you got to step lightly in those slippers. That's right. And there's Michael. Yep. Grabs her by the neck, throws her onto some... Looks farm equipment, some, I don't know, a f- some fork of some kind. Yeah, I don't know what that thing is. But needless to say, she's doomed at like that's this a, point. That's a good shot of Michael. He's he's very evil looking right there. Yeah. So she's putting her hands out to him. And he puts his hands out to her. And then pushes her down Just to push her down the further. farm equipment. <laughs> It must be some kind of hay. I don't. Anybody out there that knows what that piece of equipment is, let us know. Yeah. I'd be interested to know. I don't know what that thing does. Michael obviously does. He knows how to use it. Yep. 
Now, for some odd reason, I feel that there's an unrated version of this, and it shows that, like, grinding up her stomach a little bit oh, more. Maybe it does. I feel like I had that on DVD when we were kids. Mm. So Michael now finds the baby. And it's a roll of shop towels. Ah, roll <laughs> shop towels. <laughs> so, now we are back at the Myers house. Which is no longer a castle. Correct, as it was in the last one. No, now it's pretty much the regular Myers house with an addition on it. Yep. Now, he, uh, the fa- <coughs> the father... Father had, Strode. Yep, Papa Strode. <laughs> had to chop down the sold, like the realty sign, mm-hmm. chop it down with an axe. Yeah. Instead of just pulling it out of the ground. He had to... Like, he chopped it down, ladies and gentlemen, three times with a fucking axe. It's a realty sign, not a fucking tree. Yeah. Like, just pull it out of the fucking ground. He still has the other half of it staked into the fucking ground, so now his yard looks even shittier. Yeah. It already looks shitty, because he's got the back end of a fucking pickup pickup truck. truck in it. It's all kinds of shit in his yard. And now it's Halloween, so we've got 30-year-old mom living at home with her son... And her brother. And her daughter. No. The mother. Oh, oh this I is thought you meant the other, the other <laughs> no. mom. The other mom looks like she's fucking 90. Oh, Simon. Simon from okay. the fucking chipmunks. Yeah. And then this is like B-rated fucking Biff Tannen from <laughs> Back to the Future. <laughs> he plays a douchebag really well. He does. He, he is does. such a piece of shit. Yeah. And the, the mother is just so... This looks deranged. Oh, she does. She does. She makes these faces that look like crazy. Big eyes and a big smile. <laughs> and I know it's supposed to be like, oh. <laughs> I know how it's supposed to be like, everything's fine, dear. But she just looks like she wants to knife somebody. <laughs> What are her mistakes? I, I assume something to do with the child. Gotcha. The mistake that's sitting at the kitchen table. Well, because then in a second here, he calls the little boy a bastard. A bastard, that's right. And then the kid wants to knife him. Yeah. Oh, my God. He is an absolute shithead. He is. He's great. I love it. Wow. You and that bastard. Wow. Yep. You and that little bastard of yours. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. Yep. And he just smacks the shit out of her. Yeah. Now, I kind of like, I kind of side with with Papa Strode here, John. Because, like, I don't know, like, don't just, I, I let you back in the fucking house, I'm paying for everything, and then you're going to fucking be a piece of shit? Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you, be respectful. Yeah. Oh, now we've got the little boy holding a knife to, to the dad's tummy. gut. Carve that turkey boy. Disembowel him. 
So it's now we've replaced Jamie with a little boy. Yes. The pirate skeleton. Or the biker skeleton. Biker whatever. skeleton. I love that. The paper one on the door. Yeah. All right, so then this girl is like the friend who lives across the street. And she's dating the brother. Who looks like he is supposed to be in Scream. He's the B-rated... B-rated, uh... I can't remember the fucking guy's name in Scream. The killer. Oh, Billy. Is it Billy? Yeah. Yeah, the pretty boy. Yeah. Ooh, yum, corn syrup. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy... I can't remember his his full name. You know, fucking Billy. You know, the Billy. tassels with the tassels. Ultimate Billy. Ultimate Billy, Doug. <laughs> Ultimate scream. <laughs> Ultimate Wes Billy. Billy Craven. Ta- oh, Terrence, not Clarence. Oh, it's Terrence. Terrence Win. Sorry, so they're not my grandfather. Uh, Everybody, uh, every time somebody mentions Michael Myers, everybody gets like all up in arms. He's like, I need file paperwork on Michael Myers. And they're like, Michael Myers? Like, I, I don't know. He was a patient here. I don't think that's really weird to be like, I need Michael Myers folder. Like, oh, okay. Why are they getting Michael Myers' information? We don't know. <laughs> no. Nope. Just because. Oh, there's Tommy standing in the fucking window like a creep. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> so they're driving past, and she says, Oh, that, to- that Tommy guy is really weird. He just stares out the window all day. And there he is, just standing staring in a fucking a floor-to-ceiling window. And all he's doing is, I'd love to know how Tommy pays for this boarding house, how he pays for the room in this boarding house. He doesn't seem to work. No. He sits here and obsesses about Michael Myers. Yeah. With his runes. Yeah. It's possible he got some kind of settlement. I guess. When he was younger. Yeah. From uh, the institution. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't think of that. Because the only reason I thought of it is because in... The 2018 Halloween. That's what they say about Lori. Lori's living out in that crazy house, and she said she got some kind of massive settlement from Smith's Grove. Dwight? Dwight? Shroot? Dwight? Shroot? Illinois. Shroot Bucks. Shroot Bucks. (laughs) I'll give you a billion Stanley Nichols if you never speak to me again. <laughs> Permission to join the validity committee. Permission, Permission denied. denied. <laughs> Sorry, folks. We're huge fans of The Office. We are. Oh, Mercury Bus Lines. Was that that guy's name tag? Yes. Oh. That's his name, I'm That's assuming. His name. He's Mercury. <laughs> his last name is Bus Lines. Bus, bus Lines. Hi, I'm Mercury He's Bus Lines. <laughs> He looks it. He looks like a fucking Aryan. Mercury bus lines. (laughs) Yavol, yeah, we got the good bus. (laughs) There's a baby in the cupboard. (laughs) All right, so so Paul Rudd sits down, and there's blood on the floor of the bus station. And a trail of blood on the floor of the bus station. So nobody cleans this bus station. Nobody cleans the bus station. Ever. 
apparently. Like, yep. they don't have a janitor. There's blood in the sink. The sink itself is absolutely revolting. Yeah. And Tommy just puts his hand in the blood in and the then blood, yeah, like, tastes it. Yep. He's a fingers fucking, his pee hole with it. Oh, yeah. And he hears a baby. Nobody else has heard a baby. This baby is, hasn't cried until now. Baby hasn't made a sound until this moment. It's a fucking quiet ass goddamn baby. So he opens up this fucking cabinet. And lo and behold, there's a baby. There's a baby. <laughs> And now the baby can't shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't know how that baby didn't roll off the shelf in there. Yeah. Not a very active baby. So Paul Rudd finds a baby, and he's just like, all right. I'll take it. Finders keepers. Yeah, he doesn't report it to anybody. Nobody. So back at a barn. This uh, is where Jamie Jamie was was murdered. There's a, a giant thorn Burned into the hay. How the hell did he do that? And and Loomis says it's his mark. Yet he has never marked anything before. Nope. This is the first time we're even knowing this. And Loomis already knows that it's the mark of Michael Myers. The mark of Zorro. Yes. <laughs> I love the car that they're driving. Yeah, it's like a fucking, it's like a is. 55 convertible. Yeah. It's like 55 Bel Air convertible. Oh, tonight's going to be killer. Killer, Oh, get it? Killer. Yeah. Ah, foreshadowing, ladies and gentlemen. So Barry Sims is coming to town to do his radio show. Oh, the Barry Sims. The Barry Sims. So she carries around this drawing that... Of Grandma and Grandpa getting killed. And Uncle Tim and Mommy. And Mommy. Everybody dying and the thorn wearing a white belt that says thorn. (laughs) The big black blob wearing a belt. Yeah. And she's confused. Like, I don't know anybody that takes their kids' drawings that serious, especially back then. Yeah, I know. Like, I drew all kinds of fucked up shit and my mother was like, I don't know, I I just thought that was the stuff that you like. She's like, eh, you didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. He won. It's show. Oh, the scene. All right, we just got to pause for a second, ladies and gentlemen, because I have to talk. It's thirty minutes and thirty-two seconds. Yep. All right. So Paul Rudd walks into the hospital and he says, I-, "I need help. There's been an accident." And the woman's like, "What can I help you with?" And he just yells at her, "Get me a doctor!" And then storms away. And she calls security. I feel like if there's something that you need to report, like. I don't know, like, uh, I found a baby. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could go to the police for that. Yeah, not, a, not the hospital. Not the hospital. What, yeah, what is he doing at the hospital? No idea. I mean, he obviously doesn't intend to give the baby up. Nope. So nope. why is he here? Yeah. Unless he's looking for Dr. Loomis. Then. But why would he think Dr. Loomis was at the hospital? Because he's retired. Yes. Thank you. Because I was going to say, he, he walks into the waiting room and miraculously, Dr. Loomis is there. And he recognizes Dr. Loomis from the back of his head. Yes, from the back of his head. Not even wearing the same trench coat that he wore in 1978. In his entire that, life. Yeah. 
He's wearing a gray, like, wool trench coat now because he's old. He's old. Cold. His, his trench coat has gone gray. Yeah, <laughs> much like his hair. Yes. So, yeah, he recognizes Dr. Loomis, and it's just a very odd – I don't know. I, I feel that this whole – the whole fucking movie is odd. Mm-hmm. But this scene, to me, just, like, sticks out that it's – it's almost like they just – Okay, well, let's have him meet Loomis in the hospital. Okay, let's have him do this. All right, well, Tommy needs to go here. Why? Because he just needs to get there. It pushes the plot. Yeah, but why is he going there? That doesn't matter. We just have to push the plot. Yeah. So it's just very odd that the chances of this happening, and I understand it's a fucking movie, folks, but that's why we do these things. Yeah. All right, we're going to hit play and have a very – I think this is an odd exchange. I know it's an odd exchange. Very awkward. It's an odd exchange in the producer's cut as well. Mm-hmm. So we're hitting play at uh, 30.32 right now. Thank God you're here. <laughs> you're Tommy Doyle. It's it's almost like he thought of it. Like he feels like he thought the answer after he was told the answer. Michael's come home. <laughs> oh, the last of his bloodline. So Okay. All right. So, let's pause for a second. So this is this is one of those moments where the the people making the movie are like, there's so much information we have to introduce. So just say it. Just, just spit it all just, out. Just have him just tell the story, you know? So Tommy sees Sam and he's like, oh, Dr. Loomis. And Loomis doesn't know who he, he can't remember. So mm-hmm. he tells him and then he remembers, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then Sam's like, oh. Did you say what time we were paused at? Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're paused at uh, 31.19. So Sam's like, oh, Jamie, yes, that's the last of his bloodline because obviously, I mean, that's now a thing. I guess Sam has finally deduced that Michael is just trying to kill his family members. That Mm -hmm. just doesn't really reason as to why he has murdered, like, Fifteen other people. Other people. <laughs> but then Paul Rudd says, "No, she's oh, no. not the last." Because she's somehow the... Paul Rudd has figured out that this baby belongs, belongs to Jamie. To Jamie. Somehow Even he has no proof of that and no reason to think that at all. Correct. He the... found a baby in a cabinet at the bus stop. Correct. That's it. That's it. But he assumes it's Jamie's baby. Well, it has to be. And it's then baby. he has to go further into the plot of the movie. He goes. <gasps> There's relatives of the people that adopted Jamie. You know, the Strodes, the ones that adopted Jamie. They're living in the house that Michael murdered his sister in. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just, I need to tell you this. I don't understand what that would have to do with the plot if it's bloodline killing. Like, oh, the people that adopted his sister. Like... Yeah, but they're not blood. They're, they're not. They're not related. They're not to related him, so who to cares? him. So that's fine. That really wouldn't matter. Yeah. So, playing at thirty-one nineteen now. Oh, it's just a theory of his that he has. 
So Tommy skulks off with a baby. Yeah. He walks away, and Loomis is like, you're Tommy Doyle. <laughs> There's mom with her diaper ass. Yeah. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> Simon. Look at her sneakers. I know. She's got dad sneakers. She does. <laughs> She's fucking dressed so homely. Like, look at, oh, there's an axe. Oh, my. Oh, me, oh, my, pumpkin pie. <laughs> Let me pick this up with my fucking depends on so I don't shit myself. <laughs> God damn it. Damn it, Simon. So now down into this shitty fucking basement. They, like, just bought this house. Is this their shit that's in there, or this is shit that was already in the house? I have no idea. No, it's... Like, there's an old-ass mattress. Why the fuck do you have... It can't be theirs. Who the fuck would bring that? Yeah. Okay, Look we're nervous. Washing machine. We're nervous about this old-ass washer. And she's like, ah, shit, nothing's dry. I'll just wring it out. That's fine. Wring it out and throw it back yeah, in. Yeah, of course. Let me dry it. And now I'll... Submerge it again. So the, so she operates the fucking giant breaker the, panel. The big breaker panel. Which, just just for knowledge, that, would, that wouldn't control that. Like, an electric washer does not need 220 it's, fucking it's volts own, to it's it. It's own breaker box? Yeah, not that big. I have a breaker box that big for, like... When I was a butcher, that's what, like, the bandsaw was attached to. That's what the grinder was attached to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I have a washing machine, ladies and gentlemen, and it's a regular 120 breaker switch in my big panel box in the mm-hmm. basement. This mom always reminds me of someone, and I can't fucking put my Simon. finger on it. It's a fucking asshole. It's Simon almost like she, she, she kind of reminds me of, like, Marcy. From uh, Married with Children, oh, the yeah. shrewd neighbor. Mm-hmm. Oh, naturally. All right, so let's we're we're gonna pause in a little bit. Uh, just keep watching with us here. For, all right, so pause at thirty four oh two. Yep. Go ahead, Mike. You can take this because I took the last really fucking odd. I'm sure you know where I'm going. Yeah. So she's walking through the house. Scared for some reason. Her um, own house. She's walking through her own house. Scared. And Dr. Loomis has made his way into the house. <laughs> uh, I guess he just walked through the front door. He comes up behind her and grabs her. And she spins around terrified. And he doesn't introduce himself. He doesn't say, hi, I'm Dr. Loomis. Nope. He says, are you all right? <laughs> Mrs. Strode, are you all right? And she goes, who are you? And he goes, I've come to help your family. <laughs> like, what, what the, the hell fuck kind fuck of are... yeah. conversation is that? Like, how did he get into her house? I mean, granted, if, like, the door's open, but, like, which we've talked about Sam being absolutely fucking deranged. And he is. And the movies, he just gets he just gets deeper and deeper into Madness. Yeah, he does. But, again, I know it's for a jump scare to grab somebody's shoulder, but he just, I don't know, like, you would think that if you were in the fucking house, you'd be like, knock, knock, uh, is anybody home? Mrs. Strode, Mr. Strode, 
My name's Samuel Loomis. Um, I'd like to talk to you for a little bit. Hey, something. Call out or something. Uh, something. And then when she says, who are you? He's like, I'm here to help your family. Like, he's some mysterious stranger. I'd be like, brother, get the fuck out of my house now before yeah. I beat you with this paint can. Right, yeah. Get out. <laughs> Why are you here? All right. Play 3402 now. You're here to help my family with what? With what? My broken washing machine? Yeah. Are you the Are you the Maytag repair man? Are you from Sears? <laughs> so Tommy has now squandered this baby away into his into his boarding room. <laughs> it's okay, Stephen. So, of course. Well, yeah, because it's Paul Rudd's middle name. There's now Mrs. the old Mrs. The, Chocolate Chips. Yep, the old deaf woman. Yeah. The baby, the baby only cries when you don't look at it. <laughs> the baby is the calmest baby ever. They're like, we really need this baby to cry. They're like, just cut away and we'll just put a sound clip in. Yeah. Oh God. So now Loomis is in full Michael Myers hysteria. Yes. Trying to convert this lady. It's it's, it's t- taken over his soul. Pure evil. Oh. <laughs> his rage. Fucking sunken in his eye sockets. Oh, I know. He's like dead already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were probably jump starting his fucking heart throughout the fucking shooting. So he rambles on about how deadly Myers is and this house is sacred to him and they have to get out of the house so they don't suffer the same fate as Lori and her daughter. Which. I love how the, the cowboy's wearing, like, a fucking stocking over his face. <laughs> over his face. So the kid drops his pumpkin and breaks it, just like Tommy does yep. in, in the original. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I love that, this conversation. Oh, yeah. Look at that phone. Yep. There's Myers, Myers is now in the house room. somehow. Yep. He probably came in as Loomis was leaving. Hi, Michael. Hello, Michael. My work is done here. You could. Did you have an appointment at three? I'm sorry, I ran a little late. <laughs> John is such an asshole. Yeah. I like how how Simon here is, like, giggling. (laughs) She's psycho. Look at her. You knew. (laughs) She could be a killer. She could. She spins around and nothing is there where Michael was. Well, he needs a drink. Yep. 
So the reason that you moved us in is because your brother couldn't sell the house because of what happened. Look at that pumpkin. <laughs> that is a sad-looking pumpkin. <laughs> Why? That's the Frankenstein pumpkin. So now she's looking at the paint bucket because she's wondering if she should take the roller with her suitcase in case she has to paint her paint hotel her way room. out. Yes. <laughs> I never got why she's looking at that. We've spoke about this before. Yeah, I always if, assumed it was because the axe was in there before. Okay. And now it's gone. And now it's not. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like she took that downstairs and now it's back in the living room. Yeah, I don't know why she gets so freaked out. So they, So somebody calls her and it's a deep voice that says we want the child yet they oh it's it's not the baby it's the little boy the little boy so now they want the little boy and they they want to kill the the baby too yeah oh her glasses she's like Ralphie she is and there's Michael with the axe Yep, so she's finished. Michael slaughters her with the axe. Because she doesn't know how to get out of her own backyard. Correct. What an idiot. Yeah. So now the daughter is coming back. So I don't I don't know how like the mother or anybody else didn't know the history of this house. Yeah, the whole fucking town knows about this house. Everybody. Like, Michael Myers is on, like, the FBI list. The What was it? The U.S. Marshals came in to arrest him in Part 5. Right? Who was uh, it? Who came we in to arrest him? We just fucking watched him. But then you had said, you were like, they didn't even have them arrest Ted fucking Bundy. Oh, they said the National Guard the National was going to transport in. him to prison. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... This is this is a everybody in the fucking nation knows who Michael Myers oh, is, yeah. except for the family that bought that the moved house into his house. Naturally, Michael also took the bloody sheets. Apparently, yeah, he must have. Maybe it was right here where she's standing. Yeah. Oh, he did because they find them in the washing machine later. Oh, on. that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Dad's pants. Spooky. Spooky pants. Full of spooky dookies. (laughs) Spooky shit in those pants. We got these old breaker boxes everywhere in their fucking house. Jesus Christ, on the left side of the screen, ladies and gentlemen. The wiring is so shitty. Like, look where that light, the light switch, like, the wiring's not even in the wall. Mm Mm-hmm. Every knife imaginable. They're, they're all pointing out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who washes dishes like that? Yeah. Somebody who's hoping their husband is going to trip. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that piece of shit. <laughs> Throw money at my face and hit our daughter. I'll put all the knives sticking out and hope he trips over it in a drunken stupor. That's it. She also put palm olive on the fucking floor. <laughs> it's, all, <laughs> it's all soaped up. I'll get you, you son of a bitch. 
<laughs> That's why she's always manically smi- maniacally smiling. She's plotting her next <laughs> her next way to kill him. That's it. So she's now walking through her own house, calling out people's net. Like, n- I would never act this weird in my own house. Right. It's my house. Yeah. And apparently the cowboy lives here, too. Of course, because the trench coat was there. And yeah, the his, his clothes are hanging on the rack back there. Yep. So he, like, lives in the little boy's closet. Yeah, the voice man. Yes, the voice man, not the cowboy. Cowboy voice man. It's update time for my VPN, but they can remind me later. Dinosaurs Dinosaurs on the wall. Yep. This house is really a hunk of shit looking house. Yeah. Oh, naturally. There's just a 30-year-old man holding a baby hanging out with my my 10-year-old son son (laughs) in his bedroom alone. Jurassic Park. Yes. Cool. Yeah, Tommy's my new friend. Um, yes, when 30-year-olds want to make friends with 10-year-olds, that's not normal. <laughs> uh, you don't do that. Right. You don't let your kids do that, ladies and gentlemen. So they're watching Phantom of the Opera. Oh, that's what that is. Yep. The... Uh, the Lon Chaney silent film. No wonder she's watching it. It's fucking silent. Yeah. She's making up her own dialogue. Yep. We've been we've done that. You! <laughs> oh, man. We're like the same person. It's hilarious. We'll have to do that for one of our episodes. Oh, definitely. We'll do it with a, uh, like a royalty for, like Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Yeah, just make up our own story. <laughs> we get a couple people in here, and we could do like a radio theater kind of deal. Everybody gets a role. Everybody gets a part. All right, Steven. Power Rangers don't fly. Yeah, anybody that had a Power Ranger toy wouldn't be flying their Power Ranger toy. No. Mommy? You'd be, you'd be wishing you had a Goldar Figure yes. to make him fight with. Correct. Or the Eye Guy figure. Do you yeah. remember the Eye Guy? I do, yeah. I loved Eye Guy. Or a Gold Dust figure to make him fight with. <laughs> yes, or a Stardust figure yes. that he could fight with. <laughs> <laughs> Stardust. So he just watches Michael Myers vanish before his eyes, and he's like, nah, whatever. Yeah. Babysitter bloodbath. Naturally, Tommy, the 30-year-old single man without children, has a baby bottle. He does, yep. Who wouldn't? Along with a bunch of, like, apparently, like, a a baby blanket and a cap. He had baby clothes. (laughs) What the fuck? Always be prepared. I guess. There was that fucking... The knife The cut thing, yeah. Yeah. So now we've got the runes. Okay. Oh, God. So Tommy is now going into the uh, the backstory of the thorn and the runes, and it's just awful. Yep. 
blood sacrifices of its next of kin on Halloween. So we find out that Michael Myers is now inflicted with a Celtic druid yeah, curse. Yeah, a pa- pagan curse. And he has to kill his whole family because sacrificing an entire bloodline would mean saving all the other bloodlines. Somehow. Somehow. Yeah. Yep. And he's like Tommy's like her sniffing hair. her hair. What a fucking weirdo. <laughs> When he just said coincidence, it made me think of that show, uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not, Fact or Fiction. Yeah. Jonathan Frakes. He'd be like, coincidence? I think not. Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, or it was called, yeah, Fact or Fiction. Oh, you're thinking of Beyond Belief. That's it, Beyond Belief. Oh, that was a great show. Yes, Beyond Belief. Not Ripley's Believe It or Not. Who else hosted that show? Beyond Belief? Yeah. No, it was Jonathan Frakes. Ripley's Believe It or Not was like the... He was kind of like Italian-looking or like Indian. He kind of looked like the one guy from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Yeah, beyond belief. Coincidence? And then they'd go through at the end and tell you which ones were real and which ones weren't. Correct. Love that show. Yep. I always lead into the stories like, have you ever ever had a plumber to your house lately? (laughs) Look how short Sam is. These doctors are giants. They are. And Sam looks very yellow. Like, he looks sick. He's jaundiced. Yeah. Too much drinking. All right, so, so let's pause so we can fucking recap here. So we're paused at 47.19 with a giant, with a giant nun or something. Some, some weird fucking thing. So Tommy goes over the rune thing, and then it cuts to... It just quick cuts to the hospital, and Sam's just like, I have to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so Tommy Tommy discusses, you know, the runes and, and all this stuff about the bloodline and, and everything, which still doesn't really make sense why he's needing to tell her because she's not related to Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. It's the baby that is. Yeah. So... All right, play at 47.19. And then uh, Loomis and the doctors have just found out that Jamie had given birth. Right. So Loomis comes to the to this conclusion. Party. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he comes to the party, but he comes to the conclusion that the baby he saw earlier is Jamie's baby. Right. So we were told before that this woman is Deafer deaf. than deaf. Yep. And now she's just having a regular conversation with mm-hmm. the uh, the little boy. It's sundowning. Yes. She can hear once it gets dark. Yep. <laughs> and she's telling him about the, the pagan ritual of Samhain. Mm-hmm. Tommy skulking around the party the whole time. Looking for miners. Yes. And obviously there's the cowboy. Not yeah. not wearing his uh his stocking. Right. What's the boogeyman? What's this kid's name? Tommy? Is it no, it's not Tommy. <laughs> I don't think so. Clive. Clive. Harold Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> Little Mikey Myers. 
<laughs> oh my god. That's how everybody else feels too. Michael heard a voice. How this was in what? Since and when? Michael's outside the window. Michael's now. out there cleaning the windows. So again, there's one of those. We're paused at forty nine oh one. It's one of those situations where there's just information that they need you to know so you can just like forget everything else you know about the series. Mm-hmm. So there's this old woman who's like, "Oh yeah, I was I was babysitting Michael that night," even though she wasn't because. Yeah. His sister was. Right, yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, I was babysitting. That's when he heard the voice, the voice that told him to go kill. And the, the girl's like, he heard a voice? Oh, yeah, he did. Little Mikey Myers, he heard that voice. Like, yeah, as oh. of right now, he did. Yeah, oh, okay, great. Thank you. 1995. Yes. That's when this movie was made. All right, 4901. We can't get through it fast enough. Play. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the party now. Yes. And we've got an awful, awful Frankenstein monster and an awful Bride of Frankenstein costume. Yeah. So now they want us to think that the cowboy is going up on stage. But obviously he's not because he gets naked. It's Barry. The Barry. So, so is is Barry like a national star? I don't know. It's just, but I, everybody seems to know who he is. Yeah, everybody loves him. I don't know if he's national, if he's a local radio guy. Yeah. John Strode comes home. He's drunk as fuck. <laughs> he is. Look it's, at those suspenders. It's great. The shirt's untucked. He looks at the kitchen table. There's no food. He says, thanks for dinner. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I love his character. I really do. Oh, I know. Like, he's such a piece of shit, but he's my favorite character in the entire fucking movie. Yeah. (laughs) God damn it, she actually left. (laughs) Because he figured I could just treat her like crap the whole time. And it wouldn't matter. So somehow all of the power in the entire house has gone out, yet the washing machine is still running. Yep. Must be on that separate breaker. It's on, it's on its own breaker. That Simon was trying to fucking yep. trip. Fuck Simon. God damn it, Simon. You fucking idiot. <laughs> so, uh, John Strode is now down in the basement. The power's off. He even notices that the power's off. So he's like, how the fuck's this even working? And you got, like, fucking four inches of water in the basement floor. Yep. God, there's a lot of piping in that house. Yeah, look at all that. Like, that's a lot of pipe. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's all extremely old pipe. Yeah. So... 
So he shuts the washing machine off. Somehow that's still running with no power. And we don't know what to expect. He's reaching for it. He's drunk. He doesn't know what to expect. Myers is going to pop out of there. Like a jack-in-the-box. Yeah. Like a jack-off in the box. Like a jerk-off in the box. (laughs) So he reaches in, and she's been fucking dyeing her clothes in the washing machine again. Fucking bitch. bitch. And again, Myers... really going to get it. Myers from behind. Yep. Now, this is a kill that's different between the two versions of the movie. Yes. So, uh... Something that this always reminds me of is uh, Friday the 13th, part, uh, what is it, part four, no, part three. He uh, he kills the, the hippie in the basement, Jason does, mm-hmm. by electrocuting him on the panel box. Right. And this kill is so much better than the... Pro- <laughs> So much better than the producer's cut. It is. His head explodes. Uh, yeah. Obviously, that would not happen. Your head would not explode. No. So we're going to pause this in a second. Okay, so, uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep going. <laughs> so, pause. Yeah, fifty three, fifty six, and they're they're now being like interviewed by Barry Sims about trying to bring Halloween back to Haddonfield. Yeah. Now, what's so weird is when Barry gets up on stage, they're they're chanting like Barry, yeah, Barry, like they're fans. But I feel like it probably wasn't an impromptu interview because she's like. We need to take back what's ours and stop letting the powers that be control our minds. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, it's exactly. Random it's random babbling. Just, but, like, I, why are they interviewing them? I don't know. <laughs> like. Because they're the only ones in costume. It just doesn't make any sense. And, and she's just like, oh, yeah, we got to take, take Halloween back. You know, it's not about Michael Myers. He's dead. Tim's family lives in the Myers house. Like, it's just all very one of those things that, like, hey, remember this? Hey, remember this? Information, information. Right, yeah. And Tim doesn't even know that his family lives in the Myers house. What's, and what's funny is no one has told Tim this. Right, all the people, all the kids that he sees every Everyone day. that he is involved with, not one. Not even the bitch who knows that tells it to everybody on the fucking radio has been like, Tim, you know you live in the Myers house, right? <laughs> That'd be the first thing that I would say. If I met somebody, I'd be like, so you're, uh, where, where'd you move to? Oh, 44, blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, the Myers house. And there's, then they'd go... What's the Myers house? Like, you don't know what the Myers house is? There's kids putting Michael Myers signs in the yard. Yeah. Like, (laughs) how do people not know? Yeah. 
So let's let's play fifty three fifty six now. Yep, Tim doesn't even know. And she's trying to coax him into. Crack, sweetheart. <laughs> I like how he's like, how far from your house? He's like, oh, about a half a mile. I don't know. I don't know if my folks will like it. I'll meet you there. Yeah. <laughs> he must be international. Yeah. So he's now walking. Look at this parking lot job. Look at this. <laughs> Look at that car parked in front of the other two cars. There's there's cars that are literally parked in, and then there's a car parked sideways in front of other cars. Like, it's like gridlock. Yeah, nobody can get out of there. Yeah, it literally, the only way to get out is one car. It has to start with the last car. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, kick the audience in the face. They'll <laughs> That's lick a you great over. line. Yeah. <laughs> Kick the audience in the face enough and they'll lick you all over. So he gets into a, a van that he thinks is his? Well, it could be his because in the no. theatrical version, they don't show us that oh. it's not his. Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of the producer's Right, cut. yep. So, yeah, he gets into a van and Michael is already in the van. Yeah. And as far as this movie is concerned, it is his van. Yes, but in the producer's cut, it's not his van. It's not his so van. So it makes it's... sense why Michael was in the van. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Smith's Grove van. Correct. Which then again gives you the connection between Smith's Grove and all this that's happening. Correct. So now this college-age kid is scared. Yeah. About something that happened in 1978. Mm-hmm. I do like the scene right here because it's very, it's very close to the original 78. Yeah. Like how they walk up the steps together and the yep. camera's panning back because it's Michael looking through the window at them. Right. I really like that. <laughs> Stop, Beth. You're freaking me out. <laughs> Look at the lights outside. This is we we so bring bright. this up all the time. What the fuck is outside of their house? Yeah, there's like a massive spotlight pointed right at the window. Yeah. Or they live next to a landing strip. Very possible. Very possible. <laughs> Maybe it's Tommy's house. Tommy's just got a big beacon. Yes. Everything needs to be lit up. Yeah. So you heard a girl say it's raining. It's raining red. So Tommy's going to go investigate why it's raining red. It's warm. However, the little girl that's looking up doesn't realize that 
there's a fucking dead body in the tree. In the tree above her. Also, I'd love to know how Myers got Barry Sims into the tree. In the middle of this party. Right, he wrapped him in lights and then hung him, stuffed him in the tree. Yeah. Well, all these people are here. Oh, and there's good. Loomis. Loomis is here. He, he finally made it. He pops up whenever. Tommy, I found you. You're Tommy Doyle. <laughs> I was going to say Jarvis. You're Tommy Jarvis. I mean Doyle. <laughs> I mean Pickles. <laughs> there's a million candles. Yeah. Your sister would kill us if she knew we did it in her bed. I don't know. I feel like I probably wouldn't want to fuck in my sibling's bed. Yeah. That's kind of like, weird. Yeah. And, like, I had a brother who was four years older than me, and I had sex with my girlfriends in the house in my room. And he would have sex with his girlfriends in his room. I never once even thought of wanting to fuck in his bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah. Their shower is also very strange. Like, the, their shower head points, like, directly down. He's, like, craning his... He, he has to get under it like he's like fucking... hunch l- under it. Like he's Lemmy singing into the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Beth, could you bring a towel in here? I'm freezing. <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> like, oh, all right. New Motorhead single. There's the thorn hand. Oh, at least it was considerate enough to hand him a towel. Who the fuck towels off in the shower behind the curtain? Yeah. I mean, I don't. Do you? No, I open I the take curtain. Baths. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me, honestly. I just wasn't expecting it. <laughs> That's a different mask. Than what he's been wearing the whole it, time. It looks. It looked different. Hold on, Danny, as she's punching angry, the phone. Angry phone dialing. Those old fucking cordless phones. Yeah. Man. With the antenna. Hell yeah. They're great. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. If I had a landline phone, I would totally get one of those fucking cordless. Yeah. Beth, I can see you. I'm taking pictures of you fucking in my bed. Yeah. So, Myers just brutally, brutally stabbing Beth to death. Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix to death Phoenix. (laughs) Death Phoenix. And somehow, Bad Mom 101, she somehow let... Her son booked it out of the house. Yep. You're a real shitty fucking mother. Yeah, don't don't turn your back on your kid when there's a psycho roaming around. Yeah, you're trying to protect your child, and you're like, eh, fuck it, just play with your Power Rangers. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> so now Danny has gone over to the Myers house. And Myers is in the, the house. Myers house. And now Mom is in the Myers house. 
Everyone's in the Myers. Everyone's. Party at, they party just keep going back and forth between these two houses. Yes. Tommy and Michaels. <laughs> Tommy Michaels. That's Sean's brother. Sean's brother. <laughs> Sean's mother. <laughs> Sean's great uncle, Tommy. Great uncle, Tommy. So she's creeping through the house with her... Uh, Fucking fire poker. Another Friday the 13th, part three. The fire poker. The fire poker. Mm-hmm. Through, uh, I forget her name, the the stoner bitch. Mm. Right through the stomach. Yeah. Through the stomach. Stomach. So she gets into the bedroom now, she just watched this woman get stabbed to death mm-hmm. with a kitchen knife. And somehow she still feels the need to, like, pull back the blankets. And then make sure she's dead. Like, oh, let me, let me just double check. Let me just double check. And then it's like, oh, wait, there's my brother. Yep. Yep, there's so my what brother. What did you think you were going to see? So she throws the blankets back over him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you expected. I mean, maybe she didn't expect to see her brother, but you I would still expect to see blood and mm-hmm. murder and carnage. Yeah. Danny's worst drawing of an airplane ever on the fucking wall. Hey, what whatever the fuck God that damn, is. this kid is awful at fucking drawing. Danny, that's his name. Oh, and there's Michael. Big bulky Michael. Looking very large. Yes. He is a large boy. Large lad. That's that is Bob Backlund 101 right there. It is. Michael Backlund. He's gonna give her the crossface chicken wing. That's right. The crossface buffalo wing. (laughs) The crossface chicken wrap. (laughs) So Oh, coincidentally. There's mom. Mom falls out of the ceiling, and then Michael breaks. Well, not even breaks the door open. He just, like, opens the door violently. Michael takes his kitchen knife out of mom. Is that what that? Oh, the axe. The axe. And gets his fucking bell rung by the sister. Holy shit. And he falls down the stairs. Yeah, cracks him in the fucking head with the fire poker. Tommy and Loomis show up. What is the fucking... What is she wearing? What is she, a fucking art teacher? Jesus Christ. Yeah, she looks like it. Mrs. Padalino over there. Was that her art teacher's name? In kindergarten. Really? Yeah. How the fuck did you remember that? I don't know. Mrs. Padalino? Yeah. God. I remember, uh, I don't even remember, I don't remember any of the art teacher's names. Yeah, Mrs. Padalino. Um, she was the one that had the smock box? Yeah. Okay. In middle school, there was Miss Zacutus. She was the art teacher? I thought Miss Zacutus was the language arts teacher. No. With the dikey haircut. No, oh, that was Schoenlieber. That was Schoenlieber. The okay, Q-tip. so I do remember Zacutus. So- Q-tip. Yeah. So I do. I was gonna say Sakutis, but I was like, no, she was the language arts. 
Anyway, Michael Myers. <laughs> oh, this movie's still on? Yeah, sorry. So Myers grabs her by the ankle. She hits him in the arm. He lets go. He undertakers his way up. Yep. And we're going to go back across the street to the other house now. Naturally. We don't bother trying to escape. We just try to get to a different house. We just go house to house. It's like us playing Friday the 13th. Yeah, it's just cabin to cabin. We just get, All you got to do is last 20 minutes. Wait until time runs out or the yeah. police show up. The baby. Where's the baby? I don't know. Maybe you should have taken the baby? Maybe somebody should keep an eye on some of the children. Yeah. Here we go. Another another 78 Michael or uh, Halloween here. Yep. Pounding on the door. Help, 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 help. And once again, Tommy answers the door, just That's like it. in 78. Ugh. And the big show. And some cowboy I told yeah. at the gay bar. <laughs> a cowboy at the gay bar. Michael, I met the village people, Michael. <laughs> They're delightful. I told them all about the baby. <laughs> so now we have the cowboy just sitting in the fucking living room. Yes. And we're going to find out who the cowboy is. And it's fucking Dr. Wynn. It's, it's Ferenc. Ferenc. So all of a sudden Wynn is like evil. Yep. He's a bad guy. Now, the everyone in the town is fucking evil, apparently. The fucking old woman is also evil. Wow. Now we have these, like, monks chasing her. Yep, and she just dives out the fucking window. Head first. And unlike Myers in 78, she is laying there unconscious. In a pile of broken glass. (laughs) She was laying right here. (laughs) Again, again, it's just... There's no... There's no like explanation through video as to what's going on it's all they're like where's kara and they're like i feel like i've been drugged we have been drugged like (laughs) oh okay so now we know that they've been drugged so x amount of time has passed Mm -hmm. and now kara is waking up in a what looks to be a fucking jail cell yeah it does and she's in a white dress. So they undressed her at some point. Yes. Yep. Stripped her down out of her art teacher clothing. Ah, <laughs> uh, they took her to Smith's Grove. Uh, where it all began. I don't know how they knew this. I mean, I'm assuming that Loomis is just grasping at straws. Yeah, well, I'm sure when he saw that it was Dr. Terrence Clarence, (laughs) Terrence McClarence, he knew (laughs) he was like, go to Smith's Grove. That's it. But I can shoot wind. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't stop Michael, but I can shoot my friend. 
<laughs> so there's blood-curdling screams down the hallway. Wynn was just talking to Sam. It'll really make your blood cuddle. Michael? So, we're getting a small explanation. We had a very vague explanation of what's going on. Yeah. So, let's pause for a second. So, Sam says, why? I'm assuming, why'd you do it? And he says, because you were the first one to see it. Mm-hmm. So evil. So so Sam's, or sorry, Wynn's reason for joining a cult and le- not even joining a cult, becoming like the leader, the of, leader the cult of the cult is because. The leader of the pack. <laughs> brum, brum. <laughs> because Sam treated Michael and was like. Oh, he's just evil. There's just, there's, you know. Mm-hmm. So Wynn was like, well, I'm just going to join this crazy cult because I believe that Michael's evil. Because Sam said Michael's evil. Now, Sam never once was like, I think it pertains to ancient magic yeah. with the druids and paganism. We don't hear anything about that until this movie. Until now. Sam before was just like, Michael's just crazy, and he's that's it. Mm-hmm. He just wants to hurt people. Right. And then Wynn wants Sam to join him. So let's play 110.42 now. And they just knock him the fuck out. So that's it. They just want they just want Sam to join them. Mm-hmm. But that's not what they want in the producer's cut. No. He just wants Sam to be the doctor. Yeah, they want Sam to be his, like, keeper. Yeah. So we're now in a maximum security prison where the, the doors, doors are, are locked. obviously open because that's... Tommy can just stroll in. Yep, that's a thing. Tommy walking through the door like fucking Freddie Mercury. (laughs) A door opens and he immediately thinks it's Kara. The amount of people that I would think would be in here that are not Kara would really outweigh the people I would think it would be. Right. So let's just stare into the darkness and talk. So there's a. Oh my god! It's like attacked by some witch. Yeah. Who's got so a hole in a her? a woman who's got a hole in her stomach, and she's talking about him being very angry. How does it feel to be damned? <laughs> it's just a strange scene. 
I don't and, even think that's in the producer's And cut. he just says, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Her teeth are all fucked up. Like, what is she? She's, She's a, a prisoner? I, I guess. Oh, here we go. Room 237. Oh, I wonder nice. if that's a nod to The Shining. Must be. I mean, it could be a coincidence. It could be, but I doubt it. Yeah. So Myers hears what's going on, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Break my fucking doorknobs. <laughs> Tommy stops, because naturally that's what you do. And you get some heavy metal playing now. Yeah. Tommy doesn't do anything. He even, laughs. Yeah, even realizing that, like, oh, God, this is the maniac that tried to kill me as a child. Cutting it a little close there, Oof, Tommy. There you go. Tommy saves them. And Michael grabs them through the, the bars, and he's going to rip her hair out. But Tommy's got the tear gas launcher. Yes. That full on is like a shotgun blast. Yeah. Even though it would be like that. Thunk, thunk. Thunk. Like a potato launcher. <laughs> and you're going to say like a potato dropping into a bathtub. Yes. Thunk. So we've got steamy pipes. All over. Another Freddy Boiler room. Yep. I, I don't understand what's with all these corridors. Like, I mean, I work in a medical facility. Mm-hmm. There's no corridors anywhere in our facility in the basement at all that look like that. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> Halloween's over. <laughs> I know that we're part of this crazy cult, but we don't have to be wearing these robes. You don't have to wear the robes unless it's Halloween. But I will walk around in my cowboy costume. <laughs> All year. So, they're... All right, so now all of the doctors that are part of the cult are gowning up, and there's a baby that doesn't even look like the same baby. No, it doesn't. So... I wonder how many babies they had in this. 30. And they also have Danny. And Tommy won't let her because Tommy wants them to fuck with Danny. He's like, fuck that kid. Yeah. He didn't want to be my friend. I wanted to show him my Pog collection. He didn't want to hear about dinosaurs. (laughs) He used me for my Game Boy. (laughs) My Pog collection. (laughs) So Michael comes into the operating room now. And he is going to operate. Oh, yes. He heard something. He checks and nothing's there.
kind of just drawn out here. Oh, they're God, just yeah. they're just hiding in the hiding in a medical room, and Michael reaches for this gigantic knife. Yeah, I don't know what that would be used for in a hospital. No, it's Maybe like cutting apart bodies. Yeah, I guess. It's just very odd what he had. Like, it's like an 18-inch, like, it's not big enough and fat enough to be a machete. No. But like you said earlier when we were watching this, it's like a carving knife. Yeah, pretty much. So, and now all of these cult leaders, I guess, are now being butchered by Michael. For some reason. I don't understand that. I would have thought they're all on, like, the same team. Yeah. Well, they are in the producer's cut. Well, this isn't the producer's cut. No. So Michael just goes on a fucking kill spree and murders everybody in the operating room. Except Dr. Wynn. Now, where's Dr. Wynn? I don't know, but you don't see Dr. Wynn die. No. I'm not saying he didn't die. You just don't see... You don't see him get killed, and you don't see him post-mortem. Right. So, Michael is now moving. Yeah, he can He can walk as fast as this guy can yeah, run. Yeah, this guy's running. Nope, there's a... Michael, Michael kind of jogging there a oh, little yeah, bit. he's hustling. Yeah. Michael's on a mission here. That's a first... I never noticed that all the other times I've no, seen this. No, me either. And Paul Rudd closes the door and locks the orderly or whatever this guy is in. Yep. And Michael just smashes his face into the bars. Oh, my God. It busts the whole damn thing down. Breaks the whole door down using the guy's head. I don't know why they don't close that door. Well, that would make it too easy. I guess. Just to try to lock him in. Are your legs starting to hurt? Or your ass? Just minimally. Michael has to stand up and stretch. I Not do. Michael Myers. Michael Harrison. Myers. So many Michaels. So, so very so, many. There's so very many Michaels. There's more Michael than Ant. Look at all those ants. <laughs> Look at all them Michaels. I named all the ants Michael. This is my Aunt Michael. And this is my Uncle Michael. (laughs) Aunt Uncle Michaels. So now she sees little fetuses. We still don't know what's happening. Yeah. We don't know what the doctors were all doing in that room. Yeah, I don't know. Or why Myers killed them. And now there's, there's the runes on, like, a picture of DNA. Yeah, they're doing like stem cell research. Yeah, or something. I don't, they're trying to they're trying to grow babies per the rune. I don't know. I don't know. If anybody out there wants to really try to break this down, I I'm at a fucking loss. I just turn my fucking brain off when I watch this fucking movie. Yeah. So, now we wait. This is the final showdown. It's the final showdown. (laughs) 
There's hanging chains and vats of like toxic goo. It's an interesting. What hospital. is going on here? There's like a sandblasting chamber to the right. Yeah. I think it's actually like an incubator for babies. Oh. Well, I think that's what it is. You could for like, sandblast babies. You could. But it looks like like for like preemies. Mm-hmm. Premiums? Yes. Mm. Premium babies. Yeah. Not the your best. basic. So they're letting Michael have the baby. It's probably just not more actually shop the towels. baby. It's just more shop towels. How many times is Michael gonna fall for this? So and that baby just made a noise. So Paul Rudd injected Michael with some kind of truth serum. Yes, some goo. <laughs> some ooze. Ooze. So now he's going to be super Myers. He's going to mutate. Yes. Into Bebop. <laughs> Michael's android body. Yeah. Wow. Cracked right in the face with a pipe. Yep. Michael doesn't put his hands up at all. No, he doesn't bother. Nope. Hit him in the chest, hit him in the head. He doesn't give a fuck. And he just puts her in the iron claw like he's part of the Von Erichs. He is. He's Michael Von Erich. Michael Von Erich. Now, naturally, if if somebody's killing you, just take off their Halloween mask and they'll lose all of their power. That'll do it. He's kind of like Samson. (laughs) Cut off Samson's hair and he loses his power. If you take off Meyer's mask... He loses his erection. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so he just strangled Mom on the table, but she's still alive. Now he's after... Teddy. <laughs> Mike made a really Danny. good. We were watching this earlier today, and he made a really good observation of how. Oh uh, yeah. What, what did you say earlier? Myers gets easily distracted yeah. when he's killing people in this one. <laughs> like he's choking Paul Rudd, and then he sees the girl, and he's like, "I oh, forget Paul Rudd. I'll go after her." And he's choking the girl, and he hears the little boy, and he, so he lets the girl go, and he's like, "Ah, fuck that. <laughs> I'll go after the little boy." Yeah, Tommy's beating the shit out of him with a pipe. pipe while Loomis is blasting doors open. Yeah. Which we were talking about that as well, that how the fuck how the fuck does Loomis know that shooting the keypad will open the door when there's other times that people will close the door and then shoot the keypad so it can't open. So it can't open again. How do you know which one how do you know which keypad is the shoot it and it closes and shoot it and it opens? I think you just got to wing it and hope for the best. I would not be okay with those chances. Yeah. I'd rather just close the door. Mm-hmm. So Paul Rudd beats Michael Myers, I'm assuming, to death with the pipe until green and black goo is coming out of his eyes. Right. So it cuts scene to outside. And they want Sam to come with them. But Sam says he can't. He has business to attend to. Which in in this doesn't make any sense. Also, where are they going? Yeah. Come with us. 
Come with us where? <laughs> I, you guys moving in together? I feel like you should really uh, make a police report. You know, yep. file a police report. Your whole family's just been murdered? There's probably some funeral arrangements you're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of paperwork. And the mask lays there with the needle. With Sam yelling? And then you hear, yeah, Loomis screaming. And then we get a pumpkin and... And then the movie's over. The end. Like, what the fuck? In memory of Donald Pleasance. What the fuck happened at the end of that movie? So, come with us. I can't. I have have business I need to take care of. Okay. Okay. So then we look back inside. The mask is on the ground. And Sam is now screaming. All I can think of is that maybe Sam's screaming because he sees that Myers is gone okay. again and he knows he's out there. Right. Okay. But, uh, again, in the producer's cut, the ending makes much more sense because they actually show you why he's screaming. Correct. Correct. Uh, <laughs> it's just this movie is a this fucking movie train wreck. This shit. Like, the, the way it's just pasted together. Yeah, it's such a convoluted story. It doesn't story. make any sense. The nope. ending doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> just Sam screaming in the distance and then we get the credits <laughs> yeah and the, yeah then you get the picture of the Myers house and a picture of the fucking jack-o'-lantern and that's it yeah like oh he's still out there but like it doesn't make sense the way that it ended no it doesn't yeah oh my god it's and I when I was when I was a kid I liked it I think because I was able to uh I was able to connect to it because it was a 90s movie. Oh, yeah. You know, so, like, the dressing, like, everything. everything. salad dressing. Yeah, the salad dressing was stuff that I used on my salad Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, everything about it. And it was a very, I don't know, it seems to me to be a pretty violent movie. Oh, yeah. You know, it's one of the more violent Halloweens. Yeah. There's an exploding head, the yeah. axe, and the blood splatters across the the sheet. Mm-hmm. The the stabbing of the girl um, after she has sex. Like, yep. there's just a lot. There's a lot of brutality in this one. I think. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, it just as a young teenager, I I enjoyed that. Yeah. But as I got older and would actually pay attention to like storyline and stuff like that, this is just. You find out it's not that good. It's awful. The dialogue is awful. Just everything about it is just bad. It's yeah, just a it's, bad movie. It is. Um, I I honestly have nothing. The only the only positive thing that I have to say about it is I I think the mask looks pretty decent. Yeah, Myers is pretty scary in this. Not scary, but he's pretty. He's pretty creepy. Formidable in this one. Yes. Definitely better than part four and five. Yep. So. Um, yeah, I literally have nothing else to no, say it's, on it. it's such a train wreck. Yeah. And next we're going to be doing the producer's cut of this same movie. Which isn't any better of a movie. It just makes a little more sense. Yes. It's, the movie itself is awful, mm-hmm. but... The the story there's actually a story because what we just watched the one the theatrical is the that's the producer's cut without all the stuff that made it, just it has an actual a lot story. of stuff taken out like the important stuff has been removed yeah and the, you're left with the crap 
Yeah, that you're like, okay, so this is going on now or this, you know, and you're left kind of piecing the stuff together where if you watch the producer's cut, it, I'm not saying it pieces it together for you, but it does a pretty decent job of just explaining itself as a movie Mm -hmm. without saying, here, this is the explanation. Like, you just watch it and you see what's going on. Right, yeah. It doesn't make it, it doesn't a good have to movie. Tell you. It doesn't make it a good movie. It no, just it definitely doesn't. Not at all. It's just a more well put together movie. It's I guess a longer it's version of what we just watched. Yeah, it's complete. Yeah. Still dog shit, but it's complete dog yes, shit. Yes, I agree. So, uh, but we'll get to watching that. Yes. Tomorrow's Halloween. Yes, it is, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, you're going to hear this on Monday, but uh, I we hope that you guys had a had a great Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sure will. Oh, definitely, definitely. So, uh, we've got a a lot of stuff going on, and we'll be chasing people around with chainsaws mm-hmm. and having a good old time. So, yep. we hope that you guys. I'm saying it now. I hope that you guys enjoy your Halloween, and despite everything that's going on with COVID, I, I hope if you have kids. Uh, take them out and trick or treat, or if if you're not, or if you don't have kids, you know, and you're gonna give out candy, you know, do it. Um, mm-hmm. If if all you have to do is wear a mask, Jesus Christ, this is the day to wear a mask. So, yeah, that's right. We've got know. quite a few. We're of be course, wearing. yes. I you know forget the doctor's mask. I will have an entire severed pig's head on my head. So that's right. yeah, get out there and <laughs> and enjoy the fucking holiday because it's awesome. And that's yep. what we live for, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. So, that's it. Happy Halloween. Yep. Happy Halloween. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Be 